0: This week's podcast brought to you by
1: Wet Measures. While waiting to pick up our son from soccer practice the other night, uh, I was sitting in the car with our 10-year-old, and uh, the big screen display on satellite radio said uh, Mona Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, as Elton John belted out Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. And our 10-year-old in the back seat looked at the screen and said, Dad, can you guess what painting I'm thinking about right now? And I said, well, I'm guessing you're thinking about... The Mona Lisa. And she said, wrong, girl with a pearl earring. And I said, get out of the car now.
0: Had a dentist appointment this morning. Do you notice that the dentist, at least not the dentist that you and I go to, there's been like a weird um, culture of the upsell noticed a couple of years ago that they were um, offering invisalign. That's not out of the ordinary, usually an orthodontist, but not out of the ordinary. I would imagine for a dentist to offer Invisalign. But then I also noticed, this was a couple of years ago, little signs for Botox. The dentist offers Botox. And then when I went in there this morning, um, there was just there were two cards. One of them is if you wanted an oral cancer screening. And then I forget what the other one was, but I, I had to laugh a little bit. Um, the oral cancer screening, it says, you are at higher risk if, and they listed some real factors, like if you use tobacco products, especially dip, a couple of other ones that made sense. And then the last one was, you're over 17 years of age. <laughs> and so I was like, well, as I looked around on a in the middle of the day when kids were at school, yes, everybody here is older than 17, but... I guess my question is, what's going on with dentistry? Like, can they no longer, like, thrive just by cleaning your teeth and doing the occasional oral surgery and putting on crowns and that sort of thing? Like, Botox?
1: I think it was weird when they offered me an undercoating.
0: (laughs) Well, but have you, like, we go to the same dentist. Have you noticed these things? And, And they don't, like, talk about them. There's just, like, you know, little, what are those little pamphlet things that rest on the table called, you know, there's, I don't know.
1: And you're at increased risk of everything after age 17. There's a correlation between the older you get and the higher risk of mortality you have. Right. That's all. That's just an observation I've made over the years. (laughs) I also think it's the case with um, everything. They're upselling you everywhere. And it started with, do you. Do you where, where's your first memory of being upsold?
0: I, I don't know. I haven't given it any thought.
1: Do you want fries with that? Ah. Uh, don't you think?
0: Probably, I mean, yes. it's probably
1: the first time you became a consumer with your own money is when you would go through a drive through at a restaurant at McDonald's or someplace, and they asked you if you wanted fries with that. They don't ask you that anymore, but they do ask you at any fast food place, would you like to try our whatever today? Would you like a whatever with that?
0: Oh, no, what they want to do is, you know, are you sure you don't want the large for five cents more or whatever? That That's the upsell now. It's not adding the product. It's not adding the fries. It's just because generally probably everybody's getting fries. They just want you to make it the belly buster. They want you to make it from a gigantor to whatever is bigger than that. Speaking of sizes of things, should we... Tell our listeners about you making pancakes the oh, other night.
1: What a perfect segue, Rebecca. Sure.
0: I mean, it was wonderful. Yeah. One of us was going to stay home and make pancakes for dinner. The kids love breakfast for dinner. Even the high schoolers, it's a treat to have Breakfast for dinner in particular when it's pancakes. One of us is going to...
1: And that one was going to be me for about the fourth consecutive day. I was (laughs) going to make pancakes for a meal for the kids.
0: One of us was going to stay home. The other one was going to go get the kids. And I said to you, our older two were getting picked up from volleyball practice. I said to you, you know, which one? I I didn't care. And it seemed like you wanted to to stay home. So I I went to pick up the kids. Can
1: I just preempt that with, weirdly, I had made so many pancakes in the previous days that we ran out of pancake mix and i had to get the next box of pancake mix out of the tertiary pantry and the the box that i depleted was whatever they changed anchimima to mhm the innocuous uh, sort of generic a uh, box that looked like anchimima but without Aunt anchimima on it mm-hmm. the newer box that i got out of the tertiary pantry with a with a, a newer purchase date was anchimima I haven't gone back to that, obviously. Did we just get a rogue Aunt Jemima box Maybe on the grocery shelf? Maybe we got shelf? a
0: leftover Aunt Jemima. I don't know. What, what, what are they I even? I felt bad using it. Are they still calling it Aunt Jemima? And no, they just took the picture off? It, it,
1: it, it, it's like uh, you know when you're on the New Jersey Turnpike and it says, you know, exit 17, formerly exit 14. Yeah. It's like that. I think there's a little notation on it that says, you know, formerly Aunt Jemima or the same great taste as Aunt Jemima. Or if you lived here, you would already be home by now or something <laughs> like that.
0: Well, I would have purchased it because I'm the one who does right. the grocery shopping, and I didn't notice. It just looked like the stuff that we normally get, which was the artist formerly known as Aunt Jemima. Well,
1: anyway, I I interrupted. Proceed.
0: No, so and and I didn't know that I must. I guess I must have been away, because I didn't know that you had been making pancakes for however many days already. But I walked in the door with the girls. The younger two had already eaten. You had already successfully made a couple batches of Aunt Jemima, made the pancakes, fed the kids. And then you ask them if they also wanted some, and they both did. So you had to make more. So which one of our daughters was it? Was it the sixteen-year-old or the fourteen-year-old? As you're making, you're about to pour the the, the batter. The Wh- whoever
1: it was, they they had watched me make pancakes twenty times in the previous two weeks. Well,
0: as you're as you're without pouring, comment, as you're pouring the dry like powder batter. Into the measuring cup before you're going to add the egg and the pancake oil mix. and whatever the pancake mix. One of the kids was like, dad, you got to get the dry measure. It needed a cup of the pancake mix and you're pouring it into the wet measure. And
1: I was pouring I was pouring pancake mix into a into a measuring cup.
0: Right. Which is for liquids like and you we we called you on this and you had no idea that there was a difference between dry measure and wet, wet measure so it was a, it was a little little one that goes up to like a little over a cup
1: we have two pyrex measuring cups identical ones in in the cabinet and then we have those a, are two cu- literally that hold a, two cups of fluid literally a cracked uh, plastic plastic cup with all of the markings faded off of it which the kids,
0: but the kids love that one. It's, it's easy, it's small, it's perfect if they're just pouring I, half I'm a saying, cup of I'm saying, water into their oatmeal. I'm saying
1: if you're pouring something into a cup, would you use the one that has a crack running down the side of it where, where the stuff spills out, or would you use the Pyrex right. glassware? Right. I chose the latter,
0: right? Which was never the point. They're both wet measures, they're both wet measures. So you went to, from, to pour it from the little plastic wet measure that measures a cup to the big glass. Wet measure that measures two cups, and Both so you, are, thought thought, you thought, thought that you thought was the size. I thought
1: the the smaller cracked plastic one was a dry measure. No,
0: cup. that also no. That's why it has a little spout. And the it's reason, a the, wet reason the reason, reason it
1: that I, has a the reason that I've never paid any attention to it is because I conducted this experiment once and noticed that the cracked plastic one and the big Pyrex one that holds two cups were exactly the same size. If you put filled the plastic one with two cups. If you filled the plastic one twice and poured it into the Pyrex right. one, it filled it to the two cup lines. So I said, I thought the wet measure and the dry measure were identical. And right. why do they make a distinction between the two? You didn't realize that they were both wet measure. They both are wet measure. They both have
0: the spout. They both have the handle. They're made for liquids. So, what, the kids, what,
1: what wh- why? I mean, I'm, I'm sure this dates back to. Uh, so, of course, uh, the, 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 one the, is going to eat the equal dark the other. ages. But why? Why are they two different measures? I don't know, but they are. And it's why? something
0: you learn in home ec in like sixth grade. I didn't take home ec so, in sixth grade. So and, and d- But that's, that just shows it's your like lack else. of experience in the kitchen. You've, it's a conspiracy. No, no, it's, made, it's, it's. Have you even ever made like a cake out of a box?
1: First of all, uh,
0: uh, or brownies out a of a box? Is it a conspiracy
1: between. The dry goods people and 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 the purveyors of wet goods, whatever they are, to to make you buy, buy two different cups. I, I don't I don't get it. This is this. We is, also have about nineteen <laughs> different size measuring scoops in the in the drawer.
0: Yeah, teaspoon, tablespoon, half teaspoon, quarter teaspoon. I don't mean that. Eighth teaspoon. And, and, I, I, and incidentally,
1: I don't use those. The pancake recipe calls for a. Either two a teaspoon or a tablespoon of, of tablespoon. oil. Yes. And I pour the oil into the cap, and pour one cap into the mix. And guess what? The pancakes taste great. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. And part of being a great chef, and I consider myself now a great pancake chef, is is having a feel for the game. Okay.
0: See, there's two things here. One is how do you how do you not know the difference between a y and direct measure? Like we have the direct measure, we have the dry measure, we have the cups with the handles, like. They all fit in each other. You've seen us use them. You should know the difference. That's one. Number 2. Really? You pour the oil into the cap? Why not just use you know exactly where the tablespoon measure is. Why not just use it?
1: It's one more thing to clean.
0: Versus the cap, which then is going to like pour on the outside of the bottle, and third, and people are getting a, a, an insight into.
1: Well, no, no, there, there are, there are many people listening to this now who have no idea what we're talking about. What everybody, measures, every measures.
0: single person knows what we're talking about. Nobody. Every single one, even like that's if that's not true. Some, even somebody, like our junior will, listeners,
1: somebody will write in nope. and tell me they have no idea, or nope. or unknowingly they've been pouring wet measures into dry measures, dry measures into wet measures. They
0: might. Somebody might. Somebody might write in and say they did it once. But everybody knows the difference, even our junior listeners, our, our kid listeners, they know the difference. And the third thing is as, uh, uh, as we ahead. were t- as we were talking about it and like like when you don't know something or you're wrong, this is what you do. you just you, you make it funny, which I appreciate. but like you're gonna dig your heels in on this too instead of saying, you know what? Thanks for enlightening me girls. <laughs> There's yeah, a difference between dry and wet measure and you know what? Next time I'm gonna take the tablespoon out and I'm gonna pour the oil in there. I'm 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 going to now that I know that I you just
1: poured into this cup what scoop,
0: if, I'm gonna use this.
1: What if and we're not gonna do it now because we're in the basement, but what if we were in the kitchen now doing this and I took out the so called dry measure scoop of, of half cup and I poured two half cups of dry measure into the one cup uh cup for wet measures and it's the exact same what if all along you've been doing this unnecessarily taking different cups out for wet and dry measures when they're exactly the same has anybody ever has anybody ever investigated whether there's a difference between wet what i have and dry not
0: measures? i guess somebody has i'm just saying everyone else who's lived a life as long as you've lived your life knows the difference knows knows that they're that that one of these is meant for dry things, and one of these is meant for liquids. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You you were not even aware of that. You said, yes, when I pour this one into this one, well, yes, they're both wet measures. Like, that you did not know the difference between the well, wet perhaps. measure and the dry measure is the part that boggles my perhaps mind. Perhaps
1: there is no difference, and perhaps I will have a blockbuster, Bob Woodward-like uh, expose of this in my forthcoming book.
2: Are you guys
0: serious about this stuff? As a Rebecca Lobo set shot. Glad because we like our unrelated segues, lack of segues. Other day, I pick up the younger two from elementary school. When I get home, you're here, and you said, it "Took you guys so long. Like, where'd you go?" Let me tell you where we went. We went to the Dunkin' so, Donuts. So tell me where you went, we went. Where you really, really went. <laughs> we went to the Dunkin' Donuts drive drive-through. Dunkin' Donuts right on the way. It's right on the way, just to get a donut. What the heck did our... Oh, a donut and munchkins. Behind this one car, minivan. That took 15 minutes. That's an exaggeration. It probably took 10 minutes. And it wasn't just because they were waiting for the people at Dunkin' to give them the food. The woman rolls up. Took a few minutes. She gets all of her food. Then she... uh...
1: She was being upsold on sprinkles.
0: No, no. So they give her all of her stuff. She says, um, oh, can I please have a... Uh, oh, and she said, this is the wrong iced tea. This is the wrong iced tea flavor. So she gives that back. And it for some reason, it takes a, a relatively long time for her to get her the next iced tea. She sees that there's a buildup of cars behind her. So she gets her next iced tea. Then she says, ah, I'm sorry, can, I, can, can you please give me um, a cup with a lid? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can, can you just give me a, a, like an extra cup with an extra lid? So they're able to do that, and and then she's again apologetic. So she knows like she's taking a long time. She said, "Ah, I forgot to add. Can we add something to the order?" She added a donut or some food stuff. So I see her. She's like now reaching in, giving them cash, and she's already done her payment for her previous order.
1: After adding a food stuff.
0: She added a food stuff. Eventually gets that back, Um, and again apologetic. I'm so sorry. the kids and I were just sitting there and looking at each other and um, and just like laughing like what what is happening? Why is this taking so long? And finally, when we went up the, one of the workers just looked over um, and he's like, I'm sorry, man. That was ridiculous. But um, but anyway, like if I've if I've placed my order at a drive through and I get to the front of the drive through the place where you pick up the order and pay
1: drive through with high curbs that you can't you can't escape the drive through once you're in it yeah
0: yeah no but but i'm saying like if i'm if i'm the woman in the minivan which i am i am a, the woman in the minivan if i drive up and i realize oh man i forgot to order something i just got to eat it at that point like eat it mean too bad i'm not going to order it. And i'm not going to say especially after i've been asking for all of these different things like oh and i forgot this can we add one more thing to the order don't you have some awareness of the fact that there is like if you look in your rearview mirror and no one's there you're like okay can i add one thing but when you look and there's a line of cars and you've already taken 12 minutes is there any awareness that all right your time is done you have to leave it's too bad that you didn't get that item you gotta go there's other people here waiting
1: simple solution let's hear it shot go. clock
0: <laughs> you know the shot clock's a solution to a lot of things I like that idea, or even like at board meetings. Buzzer goes like, off,
1: red light, shot clock violation. Yeah, you're get get out. Like go to the back par- of the line.
0: Public participation at board board meetings. If there, if there's a lot of people who want to participate, you gotta limit the time. The little red right, red light goes off. I like that. And shot
1: be- clock possession arrow.
0: What so? What would be a fair time at a food drive-through? Well,
1: there there needs to be a shot clock that goes that works both ways, both right. for the uh, the drive-through the window, the home and the away teams. Well, for the for the, the the drive-through uh, worker—that's worker. the home
0: team—and the the person driving through.
1: I personally, whenever possible, don't drive through. I go in. I find they ignore me while they're tending to the drive-through uh, vehicles. But right. I find it less uh, aggravating because Good. you have the freedom to leave a drive-through with the high curbs. You're a sitting duck.
0: How great! How great would that be, though, if um. Once you get up to the front window, if the people inside, if there was a, a shot clock, or you get your food for free, like you know, if they're not ready within 40 seconds, the time you pull up, boom, food's free. And then what would it be reasonable for the customer? Even less than that. All you're doing is like fumbling around finding your card or your money, handing it to them, and waiting for the food.
1: Well, there's a, there's a uh, particularly loathsome drive-through customer who stops and reads the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that person exists. And, and every once in a while, I'm that person because the kids will say, "Do they have Dr Pepper?" And I'll say, "Well, I don't know. Let's 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 try to find in this 50 uh, foot square light up menu where the beverage section is, and then let's let's scan it for to see if they have Dr Pepper."
0: What I like is, and it's just the, the way the different generations. Because
1: I would rather do that than say, uh, "I'll have a Dr Pepper." Then here we don't have Dr Pepper. Right. That I can That kind of rejection. I don't mind, you know. Your manuscript has been rejected. We hated it, but I, I can't take. We don't have Dr. Pepper.
0: Right. Our our oldest. Um, if we're in a drive-through line, and like generally, like she doesn't like drive-through food anyway. But say we're at a different drive-through. Say we're at a Burger King or a Wendy's or something like that. Not a Dunkin' or a Starbucks because they know the menu's cold there. But um, if we're like the third car. Her, she won't even wait to get up and see the illuminated giant billboard menu she'll just look it up on her phone which is kind of nice she'll look it up and say oh this is I know what I want <laughs> that's that's what these kids do remember uh,
1: uh, medieval monks used to have illuminated manuscripts remember that that phrase illuminated manuscripts they're just these beautifully illustrated uh, painstakingly over years uh, you know transcribed bibles and things like that mm-hmm Our modern-day equivalent is the illuminated menu.
0: See, and that's like, that's what's so interesting about you, because, no, I didn't know about monks and illuminated manuscripts, but I did know about... about dry measures. I did. Well...
1: That's why this works. (laughs) Come see, come saw, right? (laughs) Yes. By the way, I apologize if you're hearing what sounds like uh, an old timbered ship from the 1600s on a Creaking on the sea, uh, this chair that I'm sitting in, our son's—I hate to use this phrase, but that's what it is—gaming chair is squeaking like, uh, like an old creaky ship. And it's no, it's it's not me; it's the chair.
0: Yeah, I can vouch for you on that one. Um, we mentioned this on the last podcast. We gave a plug for the Granby Road Race, which took place this past weekend. And uh, it was the 50th anniversary. My dad was one of the um, people who started the race 50 years ago. He They named the starting line after him. And um, so we went. And uh, you and I did not run. Um, but our son ran and our brother-in-law ran and our nephew ran. And we were like parked kind of at the last incline. Um, before the race ends, before the the people turn into the, the school parking lot where they have the finish line. But it's this, I don't know how long, quarter mile maybe um, incline, would you say, mm-hmm. or, or a little less than that? And so we were just cheering for people, like um, whoever came by. You know, there are a few people I knew, a few kids I knew, but we we're, we're just parked there cheering um, for whoever on the their last part of this race. And my favorite interaction was a person's like, Coming up the hill, middle-aged person, I'd say, coming up the hill, like just, you know, probably middle of the pack runner. Um, and we just started cheering, and they just look over and said, this hill's uh whatever. And um, I don't know. <laughs> I appreciated their you. candor. And it's true, because it's, it's funny, too, because I ran this race last year. It, it, I is, jogged I,
1: this race I, last memory year. Memory serves. That's what you shouted out to the guy. I appreciate your candor. Yes. <laughs>
0: Like when you're driving around your own town, and maybe we talked about this last year, I don't know. But um, when you're driving in your town, you don't notice the gradual long inclines. You don't notice even like some of the little hills. You just don't really notice them. There's no reason to when you're driving. But when you're running, you notice every single bit of incline. You notice, wow, you know, I I never realized before that this is a bit of a hill and it goes on for three quarters of a mile. And even now, when when I'm driving to our town, I think there's this one incline I think about. Anytime I drive, I'm like, man, that that got me on the run. (laughs) And uh, so I just, like, I'd never thought about that hill before. But from now on, when I'm driving on that part of the street, I'm going to think about this person and that hill being a...
1: Since we last recorded uh, a podcast a week ago today, um, Norm MacDonald died, the comedian, former SNL, uh, Weekend Update anchor, and uh, all-around funny guy, and um, you and I ran into him, or he ran into us, or he ran into you at the Mohegan Sun 2005, I had to look it up, because he ended up being at, it was during the WNBA Finals, you were working it. I think I was actually down there to interview some people for a column as well. Anyway, the two of us were walking through uh, the non-casino, the shopping mall part of the mall of the of the complex, and uh, a familiar voice called out, Hey, Rebecca, and uh, Norm MacDonald, and it was Norm MacDonald, comedian Norm MacDonald, and uh, you guys chatted like old friends, and I didn't realize until then that you had taped, like, an, an ESPYs promo with him or yeah, something? Yeah, in
0: 1998, um, he was the host of the ESPYs, and I taped a promo with him. Um, the production company that was doing the the spots, um, one of the guys who runs it was a really good friend of mine. And uh, anyway, so they did a, a variety of promos. It would be Norm with an athlete. And um, his one with me, I was in, in my Liberty uniform, and it was just this gag of... Um, I don't even remember exactly. I just do remember He was that, like
1: a fan or a yeah, he stalker was like a, type or something. Yeah,
0: fan slash stalker type. Um but all in good fun. <laughs> and at the and, end and
1: all patently absurd, he uh, was comedian Norm MacDonald right. hosting the show.
0: And yeah. I was Rebecca Lobo standing in a uh, studio in with a game my uniform. In yes. my game uniform. And like at the end of it, um he was like holding on to me and wouldn't let go and I'd be like, uh, Norm or something. It was it was it was fine. It ended up being aired like once and pulled because well, it was
1: criticized. I know specifically in the Hartford Current as con- condoning workplace uh, sexual harassment, harassment which
0: which was in my mind absolutely absurd. But um, but what was
1: really interesting but, about but he, he himself, you enjoyed his company.
0: Oh, I enjoyed his company. And he was great. But what was interesting that day is he, his agent was there with him. I believe it was an agent or a good friend. And he was very, very distracted because I think it had been in the Daily News or the New York Post or one of those that morning that he was um, going to get fired from Saturday Night Live. He had already been taken off of Weekend Update. but
1: Because of his OJ jokes.
0: Because yeah. of his OJ jokes. and um, But like he was super you know, we would come and we'd do a take and then he would go to the side and there was clearly some stuff going on. And I remember not completely being aware um, of it. And then <laughs> my, my good friend who was like running the commercial, he's the one who said to me, he's like, this is unbelievable. Like this, this news came out this morning and, you know, they're trying to be to tape all these promos all day long and the timing couldn't have been any worse. Um, that being said, he was wonderful. And then when we saw him again at the Mohegan Sun, and he ended up sitting courtside. It was a playoff game. I think it was Sun versus the Indiana Fever. Um, he was he was terrific, and he was lovely to you and me, and um, really friendly and nice. And uh, anyway, just um, it certainly made me sad to hear the news last week.
1: And the New York Times said there was a piece in the Times uh, yesterday, I think, that uh, he you know he he'd been living it turns out with with uh, cancer for nine years, I think, kept that private. But um, but how it sort of informed his comedy and um, answers and interviews over the over those years and um, and his sort of faith in an afterlife and and um, which was part of his comedy routines. but when I mentioned you know, he was fired from weekend update for for his o j. Simpson jokes, um, he he said in a funny way in an interview in recent years this was in the times piece yesterday uh he said uh you know the only thing the only thing um i think oj simpson is guilty of now is of being one of the greatest rushers in nfl history and perhaps i also was a great rusher to judgment <laughs> <laughs> which of course is is ludicrous right it's certainly not the way he felt but um at least publicly he was um He was um, just wanted, you know, let's all let's all get along kind of a deal. If I may may quote Rodney King. Anyway, shall we get to viewer mail?
0: Yeah, let's get to viewer mail.
2: Be that book, throw our lure, we listen with your pure mail.
1: Dear Captain and the Stoker, writes Chris, on a previous podcast, you wondered how podcast listening habits have been affected by the pandemic. For me, it means that because of my lack of commute, I quickly fall behind and then need to binge listen at one w- at one and a quarter speed, uh, which reminds me, Steve, to slow down. All right. uh, for some podcasts, that means the content is so old and irrelevant that I've unsubscribed from the podcast. But don't worry, the ball and chain will always be in the rotation. Do you know why that is, Rebecca? This is me talking.
0: Why what? That you'll get unsubscribed?
1: No, no, no. That why Why ours remains in the rotation. Oh, no, don't, I don't We don't become that. old or irrelevant because because we've never been new or relevant. Irrelevant, exactly. Uh, I just finished my last latest BNC binge, and several discussions made me laugh because they reminded me of experiences. So, in no particular order. One, Rebecca, you were sharing how excited one of the boys on the AAU team was when he realized, or at least thinks, that he is taller than you. When my siblings and I were growing up and we went to visit my aunt, the first thing we did on entering the house was see if we had outgrown her shoes and if we were taller than her. <laughs> just like the, the the picture of putting on your aunt's shoes. I
0: just hope they're like big, giant heels, yeah, stilettos,
1: sure. or platforms. Given that she is 4'10". <laughs> Given that she is 4'10", it wasn't as big a milestone as we made it to be when we were young. But there is something about being a child and being taller than an adult. In my case, I think I passed my aunt in fourth grade and thankfully kept growing. I no
0: longer want them to be stilettos or platforms. I now want them to be like loafers, (laughs) little tiny, little tiny footed loafers.
1: (laughs) Two, on your recent trip to Chicago to call the WNBA game, you shared the story of the couple sitting in an aisle and window and holding hands across the middle, likely as a signal that nobody should sit in between them. Back in the 90s, I flew weekly between New York and Boston on the Delta Shuttle. Ah, I remember that well. Yes. It was the equivalent of the Greyhound bus in that your ticket was open-ended and there was no seat assignment, much like Southwest. You just showed up for the flight you wanted to take, and if the flight was full, they often rolled in another plane, loaded it, and sent it on its way. Often during that commute, I would be with a co-worker, and when we were going home on a late-night flight, we would take an aisle and window seat. We would then pretend we were in some very serious discussion to try and dissuade another passenger from sitting in our middle seat. Often it worked, but on occasion, someone would ask if we would like to sit next to each other so that we can continue our conversation. We should say we would say no and offer to let them into the middle seat. Many times, the person then went and looked for another seat. A victory in our in our mind. That is perfect. That is like uh, you know jujitsu, where you're using the the power of you know the other guy's power against himself. Right. So they're right. in that conversation to. And then a brilliant mind comes by and says, oh, would you like to continue this conversation exactly by moving to the middle seat? I love it. That's brilliant. And I, I flew that Delta shuttle many times. And it's exactly right. You were showing up for it was like the Port Authority. You were showing up for a bus and you just got on the next one. Yeah. Three, visors. Your discussion about visors was so timely because for the past month, a group of golf buddies have been debating the value of a visor. And if any man looks good in a visor. We've concluded the answer is No. And now we have a standing bet that for tournaments we all play in, the person with the highest score <laughs> has to wear a visor the next week. Oh, that would be that would be bad for me. It would just be a, you know a showcase of of the of the melon. Yes. Four WNBA 25. I can't believe Rebecca was not invited to vote on the top 25 list. A pioneer player and current commentator, who is better informed? Anyway, the issue I have. Uh, with the list, and really any similar list, is when relatively new current players are on the list. I saw that several players who have been in the league three years are on the list. While I think they're all fabulous players and are likely to be remembered for fantastic careers, it does seem a little premature to put players with a great but relatively short body of work on an all-time list. Uh, you know who has a, who has a short body of work? Chris's aunt. <laughs> that is true. Uh, of course, this can't. This can be debated, and I guess that's really the intention of any all-time great list. Well, I've reached the end of my binge thoughts from the Binge podcast. Thanks for keeping the podcast going and never being old and irrelevant. Chris, thank you. Chris. Th- Rebecca, I, you have the I'm floor. I'm
0: throw something out there for Chris, because just today, as we record this on Tuesday, September 21st. Yes,
1: I, I, I just say, I'm not specifically referring to the list, but recency bias is a big thing in these, in all of these lists and all of these uh, yes. goat arguments. Yes.
0: Um, just today on ESPN.com. Um, we They did their own list of the top 25, and I did get to vote on that list. And they also did like a side part where people talked about, um, or a side column, whatever it would be, side hustle. Were you wearing a side part? <laughs> um, I would have been if my hair was down, where people talked about some snubs. Like I said, I thought Teresa Weatherspoon was a snub, or that I thought well, it was- A
1: snub implies deliberate shunning of the person when it, it really was just a, a- So what would be just- no, that, I thought she should be on everybody the Everybody calls list. it a snub, yeah, exactly. I thought she was be on the It was an omission. It was a significant omission. And
0: then, and even like I think we had um, on our list on the ESPN list, Lisa Leslie and Cheryl Swoops at like number six and seven or five and six or something like that, which is absurd. They're in like top five. That, it, it's it, it's
1: strictly a function of of not having played more recently than right. than current players.
0: And um and one of the things that I liked that they did on this list was um. Which player who's not on this list will be on the 30? And like I said, Asia Wilson. She's not on this list because she's only been in the league three years, but she'll be on it you know, as long as sure. she stays healthy and, and whatever. So I, I thought it was a good, nice kind of we, a broader conversation. They had different points of view. Most importantly, they had mine. <laughs> I was very happy to, uh, to contribute to this one.
1: And that is on?
0: ESPN.com, okay. yes. I, oh, I didn't tell you this. The other day at a um, volleyball match, and I'm sitting with a friend of mine who is not typically at the volleyball matches. Um, She's there to see her niece, and she had friends, uh, two parents came over to speak with her, but they were parents of the other team. You're following me? So I don't know these people because they're parents of the other team. And And the one guy said, oh, I work at, he also works at ESPN. I said, what do you do? And he talked about ESPN the content on the front page of ESPN.com and I said well you never have women's basketball content but I go to your front page so I can get to the page that I want to actually see (laughs) and um and he rolled with rolled with a little bit I said but our our top 25 piece is going to be coming out soon so maybe that'll um maybe that'll find its way to the front page should I have said hello first
1: (laughs) nice to meet you I think you handled it perfectly appropriately uh, hey Stephen Rebecca writes John in Atlanta. Uh, I loved your banter about a visor over a hat. Now he's talking about people choosing Not a visor over instead of a hat. although a visor right. over a hat would be would be great. That'd be interesting too. A visor on a hat on a miter. Papal miter, oh, yes. you know?
0: Or maybe on the like one of our daughters um soccer coaches wears a big gi- giant um cowboy hat. It's not even a ten-gallon hat. How many gallons do you think fit in there? And that would be wet well, measure. That would a wet that measure. be a wet measure. A be measure, a wet yes. measure. Um, but anyway, would it, it could be, be a wet measure? The ten-gallon gallon hat. A oh, gallon. Of course, a gallon. Yes, yeah. it would be a wet measure. Yeah. Um, but but speaking but of that, a visor on top of that would be spectacular.
1: What else would be a ten-gallon hat? Although uh, oh, this, this would be a dry measure, c- considering its currency, um, on the first Monday Night Football alternate broadcast where the Manning brothers are bantering during the game. Yes. On one of ESPN's ancillary channels, if I may. Use the phrase ancillary channels.
0: Be careful because I think it's on, it might now be on ESPN2, which is what a lot of women's basketball games are on. So it's a very important ancillary oh, yeah, channel. It's very, I
1: don't even know what ancillary means, honestly. <laughs> didn't ancillary channels coach you with the Houston Comets? <laughs> is that his name? He won four championships before I got there. That oh, was Van Chancellor. I'm sorry. Yes, Van Chancellor. Van Chancellor's ancillary <laughs> channels. That would be a good cable program. It would. Um, where was I?
0: You were I don't know something oh, oh, with that. Oh, Peyton hats. Manning and Eli Manning yes. bantering
1: during a Monday Football game, yes. and um, they had as their guest on like a Zoom call was Ray Lewis. They don't talk about the game; they just talk stuff. And and uh, Eli Manning asked Ray Lewis, um, because Peyton has a has a large noggin, would you rather have ten thousand dollars or have Peyton's helmet full of quarters? <laughs> that would be dry measure, right?
0: Yeah, that would be try measure. Okay.
1: What what the hell were we talking about?
0: Um, you. Oh, I'm reading the, of your the visor. Mail. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah we'll go back to your So, email. <laughs> Hey, Stephen
1: Rebecca writes John in Atlanta. I loved your banter about a visor over a hat. I prefer to wear hats, but my father always liked visors. He said it was cooler on his head and still blocked the sun. Maybe he was right, but I never liked them. I have attached a picture of Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson in his visor. Not sure it's doing much. Thanks for the show and keep up the good work, John, in Atlanta. And indeed, Rebecca, here is a, a photo of Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, um, wearing a visor backwards and upside down. So so the Velcro strap is across his forehead. The bill of the visor is, is uh, in the back of his head facing up, uh, sort of like the cow catcher on a, on a locomotive. Yeah, yeah, I know, and, I know what you mean. If what it, is if, it? I don't remember. If it remember. were to rain nickels. It would. He could catch them in, in the bill of in the bill say, of his visor. What does
0: Lamar Jackson's hair look like? I forget. Well, well, yeah, a visor. A, he has to wear a visor. I mean, not like that. That's not really protecting anything. But, I mean, he's got a beautiful, loose fro that you you can't wear a hat with that. It'll well, mess it Rebecca, up. I know he's wearing a helmet. I was just going to say he's he's wearing a helmet. But like, a, a hat's not going to fit on that very well. A no, visor. I think although backwards been, and upside down is different. But,
1: well, I, I far be it for me to advise anybody on on hair care. Uh, in hatwear, By true. the way, that, do you remember, was that of my five hip-hop albums in the 90s was Hair Care and Hat Wear your favorite of mine?
0: It was. It was right up there with Ancillary Channels.
1: <laughs> Van Chancellor's Ancillary Channels. Right. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Why are we doing this? I don't know.
0: Who, who's who's I next? Mean, I mean, the podcast, in generally. general? Yeah. I don't know.
1: For years now. Who's next? Uh, (laughs) next is Nikki with two K's and an I. Okay. Okay. Hello, Stephen, Rebecca. I hope you and your family are staying safe and healthy. Thank you, Nikki. We are first time writer. Not
0: too fast.
1: Not too fast. Right. First time writer, long time listener, but I'm so happy. I stumbled upon your podcast. Do I dare say during these uh, quote unprecedented times? Question mark. Indeed. I, like a few other listeners, started your podcast way late in the game. Sorry, and felt it would be very awkward to write about topics that happened many moons ago. But again, we're neither new nor relevant, Nikki. So, which you can choose jump any, at any moon time you'd like. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Rebecca, as a five-year-old girl, I grew up in awe watching you ladies take home the national championship, and became engrossed with watching the game. I always, I was always, and still to this day, sad when the college slash WNBA season comes to a conclusion for the season. Any early thoughts on the upcoming college season?
0: You know, my brain is not there yet because we're about to start the WNBA playoffs. I'm going to be flying back to Chicago. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Um, Yes, tomorrow for a game on Thursday. And then this is where the fun begins. Then I have no idea where I'm going. I'm going to either fly Saturday night to Minneapolis, Minnesota to call a game there on Sunday or... I'm going to fly to Seattle on Saturday night to call a game there. Don't know. And then after I call that single elimination game, I'll either stay here in Connecticut to do a series or I'll go to Vegas to do a series. Don't know.
1: It's kind of like the dating game where you've won two nights at Puerto Vallarta at the Such and Such Hotel, then you go straight to the airport and you're gone. Right.
0: And and the thing with Sunday is one of the games is on ABC. One of the games is on ESPN. I do know I'm doing the game on ABC, but I don't know who's playing there. That's a whole different department. That's not even like the, the WNBA people. That's the programming department. They're going to look at ratings and this and that and matchups and whatever. And they're going to say, this is the game we think is going to be good. And even if we say, you know what? We disagree. They're going to say, this is the game that we think belongs on ABC. And so that's where I'm going to go. But um, I haven't dived in in depth yet to this upcoming women, women's college season, except that um, I can't wait to watch UConn play. I can't wait to watch South Carolina play. I can't wait to watch Ryan Howard play, the senior for um, Kentucky, who c- could possibly be the number one pick. I'm interested to see Baylor. They have Melissa Smith, who could be a top pick. And they've got a new coach in Nikki Collin after um, after Kim Mulkey went to LSU. Stanford after a national championship and Haley jones amazing play in the ncaa tournament she's now a junior what are they going to look like like there's a lot of really good and exciting fun stories for the women's college season um but right now i am focused on chicago dallas on thursday night on i think it's on espn it might be on espn too
1: or or any of the ancillary channels (laughs) exactly uh, listening to your podcast, writes Nikki, and she has buried the lead here, Rebecca, because mm-hmm. this is the, this is the real point of the email. Listening to your podcast, I feel like I'm part of a fun listening family. I got somewhere around episode 60 when I decided to restart the podcast to create a master list of all of your residents. It wasn't until I got to episode 172 when Susie graciously offered to create a directory for you and I'd be happy to compare notes. I want to apologize in advance if I misspelled or have forgotten anyone, but attached, Rebecca. Come on. Attached is a document residential listings. I would like to submit my application for resident directory keeper. Thanks again for the laughs during my long days at work. Best regards, Nikki. Uh, she asked for some swag. I will definitely send some out. What if she got to I episode mean, like 150 and
0: we read somebody else's list? This
1: is a, this is a, um, this is unbelievable. On, this is a, I don't know what you call these. A, a, some kind of a document that I don't use for my work, but an uh, a, is it a Excel? document? It could be an Excel document. It could be a, a PowerPoint. Perhaps it's no, a, no, it's, perhaps it's a Zoom call. Is that is that a Zoom call? <laughs> that's not a PowerPoint. Is this that's a, a? That's not a Zoom call. Is this something that I could call up on my BlackBerry?
0: <laughs> that looks very much like an Excel document. You got to send that to me so I okay, can post that. Okay, I will that send that to uh, you um, on our social media. It is.
1: It is. Uh, is it incredible.
0: enumerated? How many are there? Or well, do you have to it is. Count it them? is enumerated. Well, it's an Excel. Of course, it is. How many are there?
1: Well, if I knew how to, you know. I, I get an Excel document once a year for a, the um, NCAA tournament pool that I get in, and um, but I'm just going to select one at random, okay? Can I just add- Ferg, F-E-R-G, is our resident Delaware dude.
0: <laughs> Hold on.
1: Yes. You legit rarely
0: get Excel Melanie, documents? Melanie
1: is our car pantry consultant. Rebecca, do you, do you know what I do for a living? I know, but still, have you don't have my... any reason.
0: Like, why would I get Excel documents? But I do like our graphics. All of a sudden, they're in an Excel document. Although, when I build the boards, I work on for the games, those are also in Excel. But like, you don't just once a day or once a week get an Excel document. I pride myself
1: to you? on on being reasonably well read and and a uh, broad array of I wouldn't say interests, but you know, I'm. I, I like I like to continue my education. Yeah, my two blind spots: wet and dry measures, Mm. and uh, Excel documents. Can I say? Uh, And and really, what have I missed? Can I say? Let's change that to
0: to be accurate. Two of your blind spots, not your two blind spots. Two of your blind spots. Well, but but here, give me some more of our. Could you enumerate?
1: uh, 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 Well. let me let me quiz you. Who is who is our resident uh, pooper scooper? Our
0: that would resident- be Michael. Michael's the pooper scooper.
1: Who is our resident, uh, our resident photon wrangler slash Gilligan's expert? Kurt with a K. Okay. So so yes, here's the list. This is unbelievable. It, it, it really is, and. um Anyway, Nikki, uh, thank you for finally writing in. We will send you swag, and uh, it's it's literally the least we can do can, for, for for creating okay. this document. Do you know oh, I, I how I hope Susie doesn't abandon her her efforts at creating a, a document? Then I would get a second well, Excel then, document, yeah, and we can we compare can, notes. Yes, between the two of them, it, it would it would have to be a as close to a, a, a
0: comprehensive like
1: list. Now do you know people.
0: how to forward that email no, to but me? I, I will
1: give you my computer and you can forward it to yourself.
0: You know how to forward an email. Well, I just how to include the an attachment I, and then I'm excited to look at okay. this. Anyway. And I will absolutely today post this list on our both our Twitter at ball and chain pod and on Instagram.
1: But do we want a public directory of our of our of course of we residence. do. I think
0: all of our listeners, all of our viewers, would love to see this. Okay. It's just their first name, right? Well, I, it's not their address. It's no, no, not no. anything other than that. Their address, right? It's just oh. their name. I think yeah. it's fine for that. I don't and, think and, we and have to passwords. have waiver. I don't think passwords. we have to have waivers signed for this to be made public.
1: Hello from Mississippi, writes Ann with no e. Uh, is that the default Ann? No e. I think so. I think probably. I don't know. I would, it's probably close to fifty-fifty, wouldn't you think? And what's with the, the E and without the E. What do you think is the default, Steven? Uh, it's a good question. I was supposed to be PH, and my dad just yelled at the nurse, make it a V. It's easier to spell. But all my brothers are named for saints, and the saint is a PH. So. I'm
0: sure, your mom uh, loved oh, that. She was thrilled. Thrilled. She probably, uh, probably wasn't in the room when it happened, the room where it happened. Right.
1: All right, what's next? Uh... It's N with a without an E. Oh, that's right. Anne y. Hello from Mississippi. The Goat label has been around for a while, even on your podcast. I wonder how you feel about the concept selecting so-called greatest of all time. The WNBA twenty-five list, as Rebecca pointed out, has some uh, great who players. out? As Rebecca, did I, did, did I not say Rebecca?
0: <laughs> I think
2: you did say or,
1: Rebecca. Isn't that your name? <laughs> Yes, The WNBA 25 list, as Rebecca pointed out, has some great players missing, and now today's fans are making the selection. 25 years is a long time, and players from the earlier years, such as Cynthia Cooper, are not known to all the current fans. Isn't it a bit insulting to all those folks who started in the WNBA 25 years ago? Uh, Anyway, we all know the actual women's basketball, GOAT, writes N.Y., is Rebecca Lobo. Amen. Uh, Part GOAT, part WOLF, right? That's that's right. For the entirety of her basketball career, on and off the court, Rebecca is an invaluable ambassador for the game, and was the catalyst for my interest starting in 1995, first round versus Maine, and continuing to this day. Thanks for the bright repartee delivered weekly in the podcast from you and the loyal listeners. And Y.
0: Can I just say one of the things that I brought well, up? You can say thank you to N.Y. Oh, for the th- lovely th- Anne Y. N.Y. Anne y. and Anne y. Anne y. Anne without an E.Y. Y. Um, thank you, and I think it's it's a fair point. Look, like one of the things I, I, I wrote about in a small way in the ESPN's top twenty-five is a fair point. N- no, no, that's not the point I'm talking about. The the point of people now not being aware of of back then, and um, like you and I, I think it was last summer, uh, NBC Olympic Channel. Rebroadcast a bunch of Olympic gold medal games. And I, for the first time, watched the 1996 gold medal game and just how things refresh in your memory. But one of the glaring things as I was watching the game, sort of as an analyst, I don't think there was a single pick and roll in the entire game. It was, you know, they called it the Olympic offense screen down, screen across, flash high, whatever. Um, not a single pick and roll. When Cynthia Cooper came to the WNBA, she was 34 years old in her first WNBA season. And she had all of the tricks of the trade in this refined game because she'd been playing overseas for so many years. And one of the reasons Houston and she and Tina were so unguardable was because they had their C play. They'd come down, One of the point guard would put us make a C with her hands, and it was a simple, I say now, simple wing pick and roll. They would pass to Coop, Tina would set an on-ball screen, she would pop because she could make threes or she would roll. Cooper was phenomenal at it. And unlike now, where we've got 25 years of learning how to defend it, and there's different schemes that each team will use, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, all to defend the pick and roll. You didn't have that then because we hadn't been playing against pick and roll. And at that time, most of the, co- the coaches in the WNBA had come from college. It's not like they were coming from the NBA where they would have more, more exposure. So anyway, that's a piece of the story of what the impact Coop had on the WNBA wasn't just like she led the league in scoring and she was the MVP and she led him to a championship. She brought a different way of playing to the WNBA that we really hadn't been seeing in women's college basketball or, or women's basketball to that
1: point. So It's also what makes the tedious goat discussions so uh, absurd because everybody is standing on the shoulders of previous goats. And, 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 and what amounts to a, a, a goat tower.
0: And and why? Like, you couldn't have, you, you can have the conversation about the best um, in the WNBA in the last 25 years, but if you're going to talk about a more global, the best women's players ever, you better have input from Cheryl Miller and Nancy Lieberman Klein and Carol Blazejowski and, and Ann Myers Drysdale. Like, because they lived it, they were part of it. And um, what I would love to see is. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi revisit um, their Instagram live from a year ago you know open the bottle of wine and then just hear their take on all of the 25 players who are on the list and those who aren't because in, in that discussion that they had last year one of the things they talked about one of the players they talked about with reverence was Katie Smith and I don't know if people of this generation who didn't see Katie play understand what an absolute beast she was on the court either. So um, anyway, that, that's the conversation, kind of conversation I would love to like listen in on or, you know, have Cheryl and Lisa or whoever be a part of it too, but in particular Sue and Diana, because they played against at some point, I believe at least suited every single player
1: who's on that list. Let me, let me uh, propose this to you. Um, you get some little uh, mechanical device off of Amazon and plug it into our recorder, and then you could ask these people on the telephone. Now, the reason we don't have that device, because we didn't think to get it for two and a half or three years, but when we finally did decide to get it, you ordered it and have been spending the last several days wondering why hasn't this thing arrived yet? It's 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 a, a little small thing you attach to the uh, recorder. Right. And then you said last night you went to track it and realized you had never actually ordered it.
0: Yes, but I have since ordered it. Okay. And uh, guests will be coming. I don't know if we're going to hit the jackpot with Sue and Diana. But, no, no, no. Uh, no. I just mean, we'll have I just some mean folks you could, on you could ask talk.
1: anybody their opinion. of, of uh, You're right. Yes. You're right. Whew. Steve and Rebecca, I'm a little late in responding to Rod. This is from George, my monocle and oh, uh, uh, my monocle dealer. Slash he's a resident. A Jeweler's Loop dealer. Slash uh, pumpkin likeness carver. Oh, speaking of. Well, that we can't possibly be presumptuous enough to think that. We can hope. We can hope. Okay.
0: What does George have to Uh, say?
1: Stephen Recca, I'm a little late in responding to Roger's viewer mail from a few weeks ago regarding landline phone tricks. Having only one phone in our home growing up, we couldn't listen in on family members' calls. But we did have a party line, meaning we shared the phone line with one of our neighbors. If we picked up our phone while the neighbor was already using the line, we could listen in on their conversation. Of course, we never did. Looking back, it seems strange that people would choose to save money by sharing their phone line with neighbors. I understand party lines were mostly phased out by the 1990s. You think? Looking back, it seems strange? It kind of didn't seem strange at the time. I guess it didn't. But you A know lot what? Of things like, don't seem strange at the time.
0: I don't know how your like mom was or your sister was, but I didn't spend the only the only a significant amount of time I spent on the phone was when I was being recruited, yeah. and college coaches were calling, and I would talk to them. I didn't talk to friends, like, yeah. on the phone. I would see them in school. My mother wasn't on the phone talking with friends or colleagues or anything like that. Like, we didn't spend and, hardly any time and while on the phone. our
1: kids, our, our high school kids, are constantly on the phone, they're not talking on the phone, hardly they're ever. they're doing
0: something on the phone. They're
1: looking at a screen. Yeah. Right. Uh, regarding Steve's technique for untangling the phone cord, my mother kept the same rotary dial desk phone on her kitchen counter for decades. Over the years, she developed innovative ways to keep the cord from tangling. This included clipping multiple plastic clips from bread bags onto the cord. It didn't work. As she got older and more unsteady on her feet, I got her a multi-legged cane, which she refused to use despite my frequent nagging. My father is not going to get a cane. It's not going to happen. Not going to get a, summer. A,
0: a one-pronged cane, a yeah, we, we, three-legged cane. We offered cane multiple prongs happening.
1: with various uh, tennis balls on the on the yeah. feet of them. Said it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, one day when I came to visit, I noticed that she had placed the cane in the kitchen by the phone counter. I told her that I was thrilled to see that she was finally using it. Oh, that, she said. I just put it there so I can use the handle to keep the phone cord from tangling. <laughs> that didn't work either. My mom was a gem. Enjoy the fall weather, Georgia and Columbus. Thank you, George. That's uh, I still have the rotary dial phone on my desk, and and sometimes I just like to untangle the uh, unclip it and uh, let the uh, let the handset spin uh, for no practical reason. Since Rebecca, you got rid of our landline last week, didn't you? Or do we still have it? We still have it, but we're getting rid of it. Okay. Tom in Annandale, Virginia writes, uh, "That'll be the day I go back to Annandale." Steely Dan, ready? Mm-hmm. Stephen, Rebecca your discussion of visors brought to mind a bit by the late great George Carlin ah my green room uh, neighbor at the Late Late Show with Tom Snyder yes I I shared a green room with George Carlin and George Carlin's buddy
0: wouldn't it have been cool in those days if you had a cell phone and you could have a picture of you and George Carlin that would have been nice to have
1: no, that would be great yeah mm. uh, alas uh, George has since uh I think there's a biopic, though, of George coming out or in the works. Oh, yeah? There should be. Yeah, I'd like to uh, see that. Anyway, George Carlin, the great, great, late, great, great, great George Carlin on um, on the subject of uh, oh, uh, visors. Did so yes. I say this? Had a George Carlin on visors. Yes. Let me ask you something, said George Carlin. What the expletive deleted is the point in wearing... Half a hat. (laughs) Either get a hat or don't. No one's interested in the top of your head. Go back to the store. Tell them to give you the rest of the hat. They cheated you. Tom in Annandale, Virginia. That's great. You can hear that in George Carlin's voice. Oh, totally. Uh, No one's interested in the top of your head. Uh, Which brings us to Dr. Gary Siegel.
0: Let's hear the walk-up music, yes.
1: Top of my bald head coming out of a visor. It's like uh, birth, right, Rebecca? Oh, geez. First, it was a belted egg. I I like the belted (laughs) egg, but I don't know that I'm swinging with birth. Uh, Dear Rebecca and Steve, writes Dr. Siegel, um, who's who's who's, I'm very interested in his header is, do I really need 91-octane gasoline? And after last week's podcast, uh, a listener In possession of my phone number texted me to say uh, that he puts 91 or 93 uh, octane in his car and the the higher cost is offset by the 20% improvement in his gas mileage he claims so uh, he's a
0: trustworthy guy I think uh, see what
1: dr. Siegel says Uh, we are in the process of recovering from a Thursday to Sunday visit by our son and his three-year-old daughter as we had a family event and our daughter-in-law had a previously scheduled Mom's Weekend such that she did not visit. Well, I think that's the whole point of the Mom's Weekend is, is to avoid things like that. Well, right? it's
0: the whole reason his son did visit. He well, didn't course. want to be exactly. left with the, yeah, the, exa-
1: the child alone. Exactly. I mean, so mean, we're on to you guys. So it becomes uh, the sort of anti-Mom's Weekend for, for Mrs. Dr. Siegel. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, while we loved every single minute of the visit, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that our granddaughter is a high-energy individual whose filter functions are still a work in progress. (laughs) If this visit hadn't been scheduled, I do believe that I would have gotten on a Delta Airlines jet to attend the 50th annual Granby Road Race, the 47th race in which Coach Lobo has participated. With it being late Monday night after a whirlwind few days, I'm relying on my notes made after the podcast aired last week to send this report. To wit, 1. Sunoco Fuel, widely sold in your area, is available in both 91 and 93 octane. A bit of research leads me to share this information regarding the proper gasoline grade for for cars. Simply put, if the manufacturer requires a fuel grade, it is best to follow that recommendation. If a manufacturer recommends a fuel grade, then running a lesser grade is acceptable, but can lead to engine knock and a bit less power. More details and a tidbit regarding Sunoco are in the postscript. By the way, there is a Sunoco I can think of, uh, but it's not really convenient for everyday gassing up. That's the Sunoco at exit 37 uh, across 91 from the McDonald's. Drive-through.
0: I think I, I might be wrong, but I think he's saying that, like, maybe some of the other gas stations also have Sunoco oh, gas.
1: Oh, Okay. He may be saying that. Two, Steve, how do you know if Rebecca is hot or cold? Viewers want to know. Well, uh, Dr. Siegel, like the Mega DLT, the hot side stays hot and the cold side <laughs> stays cold.
0: You do know what he's referring to, though, right? When uh, You would tell me to stop acting cold. It's oh, just yeah. going to make oh, sure, me colder. Oh, sure,
1: sure. Well, it, generally, if her teeth are chattering... That's an indication that she's uh, acting cold or, or cold.
0: This morning. That reminds me. This morning. I went and, to-
1: and, and as far as when she's hot, she's never hot.
0: <laughs> this morning, I was getting gas. I hadn't anticipated getting gas, but I got out of the car to get gas. I was in a t-shirt, and it was chilly out. It was, what, in the high 50s? Probably. And so, but the gas pump, when I went to pump the gas, I realized that there was a sign that said, only have diesel. Out of everything but diesel. Diesel only. No, no. Diesel only. I look around, and every other gas pump is diesel only. And so I did, like, I crossed my arms and did, like, one of these to my arms. I'm moving my hands up and down. A shivering motion. Yeah, shivering motion. Just to, like, warm myself up for a second before, before I get back in the car. And I was slightly like, annoyed that they didn't have my gas. At that time, a guy walks out of the gas station. I will mention, he was in a button-down, long sleeve shirt and in his khaki pants, no headband. And he said... What are you, cold? You look cold.
1: <laughs> it, it, it offended him.
0: And I just, I just smiled and got back in the car and said, What's it to you? What you diesel car driving dude? You you're happy because you were just able to get your gas. You're in a long sleeve shirt. You were just inside to build the building for all that matter. This guy, this this guy matter. is the
1: personification of the patriarchy. I think Rebecca. <laughs> when he, I don't it, know it, this it, guy. It, what does it have to do with him? And and why does it bother him if you are cool?
0: I don't know that he was bothered. He was trying and to. He was trying to be friendly.
1: Doesn't he, don't you think and, he was skeptical and I took of, it in a friendly, that you were friendly cold? way? Um, was he skeptical? He
0: was. He was. It was just banter. But still, like. Yeah, dude, I'm cold. Look at me. I'm in a short sleeve t-shirt. It's a, chill, it's a cold day, and I'm and angry. Usually angry makes me warmer, but I'm a little angry. Not angry. Irked. I'm a little irked that I pulled up here, and they don't have any gas other than diesel.
1: Still, I thought it was a little harsh when you replied, you look bald. Are you bald? <laughs> I didn't. Three, after having our son and granddaughter here where meals were important and planned, I continued to scratch my head regarding the bangers and mash situation that occurred.
0: Okay. Why, Doctor Siegel? Why are you scratching your head?
1: Well he can't he's not here to answer that, but But I think uh,
0: he's gonna keep going.
1: Four Rebecca, I was tickled. Wait, Doctor no, that, Siegel <laughs> What was the bangers and mash situation?
0: You ate our son's dinner. You you had a second dinner of bangers and mash oh, yeah. and so therefore our son did not get a first dinner of bangers and mash. Right.
1: I I I, I well look, I've I've said all I have to say on that subject and all future <laughs> questions can be referred to my attorney. For Rebecca, I was tickled at your description of the boy men on the basketball team that you coach and that the boys were in some phase of changing. While I'm no expert regarding boys, I'm guessing that they're in puberty. Sure. Colon, close parentheses, forming a smiley face.
0: Well, yes, but they're in like
1: the... I, I think he thinks that you were... You were confused by what was no no
0: i'm not confused and and i've been to enough pediatrician visits with our kids where i know that there's uh, however many stages of puberty i think five stages of puberty it's just the difference between like stage one and stage three or four are are significant so some of my boys on my basketball team although they're all in eighth grade some of them are in earlier stages and some are in later stages that that's the part that and they're, and then their resulting and, behavior. And, and, they,
1: that, and, and teams they play, some of them are in like stage seven or eight of puberty.
0: Oh, yeah. Some some of the teams we play, the, their puberty was in way, way in their rearview mirror. We literally, this summer, played a team where two boys had full beards. It was a seventh grade tournament. Salt and pepper. And <laughs> two boys had full beards. Explain that one to me. Thank you, Dr. Siegel. His answer will be puberty.
1: Five, online chat or telephone support. Like, Steve, if I can avoid talking to someone and handle the issue with an online chat, then I'm there. Well, Dr. Siegel, I don't even like the online chat. I, I like to avoid any communication. Rebecca prefers the online chat to the...
0: You pre- No, I prefer online chat to having to call in. You prefer
1: Rebecca having to call me in. having an online chat to you doing anything. Absolutely. We, we, we know that. Six, as I finish my note while at my desk, I see a post-it note reminding me to change my furnace filters. I'll do it tomorrow. Ooh. We, well, we
0: should change our furnace filters
1: in the well, next couple of Well, the reason we don't weeks. is because I don't. whoever's putting post-it notes on his desk aren't putting them on mine.
0: Remember last time when we had our filters changed? I did it. And I enjoyed it. I just have to... And I'm not at the place yet where I can do it completely without watching the Golik video, so I
1: still... Watch the Golic video. I love the the Golic video. It's like the Zapruder film or something. It's an historical document now that that we all know what we're referring to. Yeah. Um, That's all I've got.
0: I think that's all i got. I think
1: it's too much. And um, all there's left is for Tom, Dick, and Harry to play us out.
2: Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad, having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane, who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and a family pet, live in a cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts your sanity to a daily test And drive us and what well, we give for a little rest Stay by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane